Welcome in, everybody, to post-game coverage of the Browns' 24-10 victory over the Washington Commanders. Uh, I am your host, Andrew Spade. I'm joined by a revved-up Mike Keefe uh, and uh, a distracted Jake Burns and Brad Ward. Uh, so I'll go to Mike first. Uh, Mike, uh, maybe the worst half, first half of offensive football of the year for the Browns, uh, and then maybe the probably the best uh, half of offense since the Watson has joined the team, right? Yeah, uh, just uh, the, the first half was just uncomfortable, wasn't it? The whole way around, the, the offensive line looked bad. The, the wide receivers getting no separation. I mean, there were times where you do that initial thing, right? When the quarterback's holding on to the ball, you just throw the ball, throw the ball. And then they would go to a replay and you'd see why Watson didn't throw the ball. And it was just, it looked like, it looked like at times Washington had like 15 defenders out there. Uh, and then in the second half, they made adjustments. Uh, they, they made some easy throws for him and then he hit some good throws and, uh, he made some good runs, man. Some of those, some of those read option runs, uh, where he would pull the ball back in and take off just a lot of the stuff that gets you excited about what Deshaun Watson can be. I still don't think he looked what I think he will eventually look like once he is full on ready to go comfortable. I still, I think that second half wasn't even that, but he looked really good. Three touchdown passes in the second half and, and the guys made plays. Amari Cooper went out and made some plays. Uh, uh, some guys made some big catches, uh, and and you love to see it. So yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, I know the game doesn't. I just tweeted this. I know the game doesn't mean anything, right? But I love Browns victory Sundays, man. I love it. Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, it's uh, you got to enjoy them because we know what it's like to not have a lot of them. So uh, they they're seven and nine or any of and, them. Uh, right, exactly. There's they're seven and nine, and that's a better record than a lot of Browns teams have had at the end of the year. So. Uh, Jake, I want to go to you because, you know, you, you, tw- you tweeted, um, it, at halftime, you know, you, you just, you just wanted to see some glimpses, you know, and, and I, I made the joke in our, our Slack channel. I'm glad that we didn't do a halftime show because I think the tone of this would have been a lot different, right? Um, I, I, I think that there was a lot of frustration and, and it feels to me like it's not that Watson suddenly forgot how to play quarterback, although obviously he did struggle at times today, uh, to, to, to find the open man you're just not seeing those glimpses and it's, and you start to wonder, well, what's the missing component? And obviously a lot of people's attention turns to the head coach. And so nice to see them do a few things, right. To kind of alleviate some of that pressure. Right. Oh, Jake's muted. I can't hear you. You're muted, Jake. Would you look at that? It was actual microphone. So it got me on a little, uh, misdirection there. Um, I think that the thing that's funny to me, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're saying this, Mike, but people are like, this game didn't matter. Well, it mattered if they lost to a lot of people. So I think it matters if they win. <laughs> I think, yep. you know, like that's the funny thing is we downplay one side, but, you know, if they would have lost this game, people would have been running with a ton of different accusations. Oh, um, yeah, so I just said I, not what you were saying, but I said this is a funny narrative I'm seeing. Quit taking uh, my words out of context, Jake. Well, right. well you need Let's to listen all, to what I'm saying. Anyway. Jeez. Um, you know, I, I can't even make a caveat without getting attacked in this, this check. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so what I would say is they did a nice job of adjusting. They, they showed some glimpses of what they can do. Um, obviously adding Watson's run game element to it really helped, uh, yeah. to your point, Andrew, um, him getting out and making some plays with his feet. I think the Browns had nine net passing yards in the first half and, um, I think they ended up throwing for Watson through for 169. So ended up being a really nice second half. They went over 220 yards in the second half and put it together. But like this is kind of a glimpse of 
in my opinion, what it can look like when they're all when they put it all together, right? Like when they're able to extend drives and they it's just so weird how night and day that was first half to second half yeah. in terms of finding open uh, opportunities and, um, you know, sort of all that comes with that. So, I, I mean, to me, exciting second half glimpses of how Watson can extend drives, Amari Cooper being a reliable target on third downs, creating separation, run game impacting things in play action the way you're hoping it will. Uh, you know, that third touchdown was a really nice example of second-level impact uh, opening up a nice play over the middle. You know, we'll break it all down in Chalk Talk this week. But, yeah, like, that's my point, is I don't think the Browns have had to be world beaters in this this final stretch run of Watson's time, right? Like, I, I don't I don't think anybody has been expecting that, um, and especially now with these final two. Like, you just need to show glimpses of, oh, this is what it's going to look like when they all get time together, they all get can you know into a structure that makes sense for everybody, and they get they get familiarity, and you know, they are able to do that. And I think again, rightfully so, people have bashed this team for failing to make second half adjustments, failing to overcome difficulties, and it would have been really easy for them to quit at halftime, having put mm-hmm. the performance they did out there. They did a great job rallying. They did a great job. Um, you know, Jack Conklin left injured. They had some injuries they overcame too, so they deserve a lot of credit for that outcome today. If you're going to bash them on the other side, let's give them credit when they get it right. Yeah, Mike, give him some credit. Uh, okay, so uh, shout, shout out to Pat Shea um, for uh, subscribing uh, for 17 months in a row. Thank you, Pat, for your continued support. We Thanks, appreciate Pat. you. And I want to shout out a great point by Bobby Nachos. Uh, no Jonathan oh, Allen. Uh, that 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 changed right. things. You know, that, that really did change things uh, in the game. And so these are the things that happen that, you know, you, it's hard to keep track of all this stuff as the game is happening. But that's a great reminder of something that, that did change first half to second half. Um, Brad, we talked for a uh, uh, pregame about, you know, hoping this was kind of the game where Watson would cut it loose. And, and to Jake's point, if they, if you copy and paste the second half into the first half, we're, we're all on cloud nine, right? I mean, we, we're, we're shirtless at that, at that point. Right. But, uh, but it, the first half was as bad as the second half was good. So like, you know, there are glimpses, but also there's still struggles. And so it's going to be hard to, to fully, uh, to you know, fully get excited about this, but at the same time, it's nice to see it. Yeah, uh, it was really nice to see in the second half, uh, especially with all of the people. I must say this: that were taking uh, shots at Watson at halftime. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, you know, and a little low- justified though, right? Like it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, but Would I mean, agree? they're they're making sweeping comments about his like he's not the guy. He's done. This is a ridic- This is the worst move ever. Those wild sweeping comments about the trade as a whole are not justified i don't believe uh so no um so i think that was a bit overreactive yeah, there's a lot by of people. people that are excited about the idea to take a victory lap uh on on this being bad like in the biggest yes. possible sense yes. right so and, they and, jump and the and gun we, on we understand that. why that is but it's it's sure. i don't think that's going away for years no. Yeah, but sure, but I mean, some of it's coming from our own Cleveland media and stuff like oh, that. I agree. So I, I don't uh, disagree with you, Brad. So uh, you know, I just was uh, refreshed that he looked so much better in the second half. Now, guys, like you know, not to overreact the opposite way. All of his touchdowns, dudes were wide ass open. So I mean, it's not like he was fitting stuff into tight windows or anything, but it was really good to see, right? Three touchdowns. I mean, I don't only think I think he was like nine eighteen on the day, so it was far from letting it rip like I had hoped, right? Uh, but either way, uh, I will. You know, I'll be curious to see what Jake says on Chalk Talk about like 
So in the first half, they're running the ball semi-well, right, yeah. with Chubb. And I don't even care if they go to Chubb repetitively there, but, like, why not work off of that? Like, where's the play action after the Chubb run to take the shot down the field? And instead he's on the sidelines and they're running it with Kareem Hunt or running some other goofy stuff. I thought the play calling was very strange in the first half, um, you know, but, you know, really good second half. A lot to be excited about with Watson. Uh, it was not what what we had hoped for as far as a entire game, but you know I'm almost shirtless on just the second half, so we'll go with that. Please God, can we stop with the shirt? Yeah, what's with the shirt? Where did that come from? If the first Guys. half, or if the I don't know, half he just said it. The first yeah, half, I, I, sometimes I just painful. say things. He, and he they, said they sound really be stupid shirtless. When I say them. Yeah. yeah, it's bad yeah, that I host and, this. And Brad, I think it's, I, you know, yeah, he hit open guys for touchdowns. But, like, last week against the Saints, man, he fits some balls into some way tight windows. Yeah. We've been discussing whether they were turnover-worthy plays, right? Yeah. Uh, and the guys didn't seem ready for him. So, sometimes you just got to hit the open guy and let, let him make a play. And it was nice to yeah. see him do that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what, what, the first half, you got to look at it and see if some things were open. I know on that goal line, um, the, the the play before they decided to kick a field goal, there was a corner route wide open that they missed. They needed to hit that one, um, didn't get seen. Yeah. They ended up going into going around and sneak. But like, you know, for Watson with the scramble stuff, he's he's gifted at extending plays, but he needs to know it's okay to throw it away sometimes yeah. too. Like that's got to that's Agreed. certainly got to get better. Compounding some things, trying to throw it in last second pitches and you know, offensive linemen are catching screen passes and stuff now. So, listen, he was great in the second half. They, they, we got to look at what they did to get some guys open. I mean, the first one was just a Cooper effort, right? Like, yeah. the comeback route, great third down throw. Um, Cooper breaks the tackle and makes that play. I mean, that's 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 an effort play from him. Um, the second one, uh, you know, I think that was the Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown. A great job identifying uh, the void from a blitz over the middle. Hits him on a nice little drag after Donovan had just dropped one on second and 10. So he did a great job finding him there against pressure. And that's what he has to do. Find answers to pressure, right? Need him to see those answers. I think that's really paramount for him. And then um, the third one to your guys point, that was where play action put it into, um, into effect. I thought where he was best was using his legs and extending some drives, extending some uh, opportunities in the second half. Um, You know, I thought, I thought just their schematically, they were a little better in the second half. Uh, I think you guys would probably agree to get some people open but yeah. his legs and some read option stuff that they did and a couple of nice runs on like the one they ended up having to have Jacoby run that sneak. I thought Watson actually got that. I thought he rolled yep. on top yes. of the uh, player there to end up picking up that first down. But yeah, I mean, he was much, much, much better in the second half. And it really does give us a glimpse of like, this is what he can look like. Like he, when he's comfortable and they're scheming some stuff that's going to work off of their run game. Yeah. This is what it can look like. So that was really exciting to see. Hey, uh, real quickly on that topic of him running, you know, I mentioned it on Twitter and in in our in our chat, but uh, they were literally just running past Wyatt Teller um, mm-hmm. in pass protection, and, and it led to a couple of really nice runs from Watson because he immediately had to bail on the pocket and actually turned him into positive yardage. But I mean, literally, guys are just running past him if he is that injured that he can't even like get a hand on a guy, then we probably maybe need to think about doing something else there. Yeah. I'm not even seeing a bunch of drive issues for him where the calf would be a real thing. Like he's just getting his hands knocked off and defeated Mm -hmm. at the point of attack. And like, 
you know, I, I, I totally empathize if like, you know, you're in some pain and all that and in, in, in the situation, but you can't be a turnstile man. And right now he's just been way more bad than good. And I think we could all agree, especially when we see Conklin leave with the ankle, who knows if he'll play next week, but having just inked him to another deal, they need the offensive line to be really good to justify yeah. the money they've poured into this thing. And um, if they're not up really good up front, then it's like, okay, should you have invested this money in skill players who can make plays downfield? Like, I think you guys can see where that discussion ends up coming into fruition. But yeah, for now, like, just kind of worry about that side. That, that they did a better job in the second half, and we'll we'll look at the uh, as Hugh Jackson would say, take a look at the tape and figure out why. But but um, they they they're just leaving you really concerned at times about like consistency and what they're they've got to be really good. They've got to be really good to justify the money spent there because they poured a lot into it. And Jed was yeah, bad. And Jed Jed was bad again. He stood there and, just fine. He stood there just fine. It's, it, I was just about to say, that, and this is this is something that's that's going to be a conversation, right? Because uh, you know, I saw Teller <clears> and Wills <throat> both at different times watching Watson scrambling around, and it's like, guys, you're 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 not an eligible receiver, but you are able to make a block. You're you you can be you can continue to block, and and I think we're seeing some of that still with the receivers not coming back on scramble drill that sort of thing. And so, you know, I, I think this is one of those things where you talk about the offseason, right? That with a full offseason of practice, enough time to practice things like scramble drill, there should be more expectation from the players next year that Watson's going to extend plays. Let me see if I can, you know, get somebody on a rib shot, something like that, find another guy to block for work rather than kind of just, you know, watching with some of the best seats in the house. You know, and, and knowing that you can implement it week one. I, I mean, I think right. that is... Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, he was there in camp this year and, and he went through practice and all that. But they had to run basically two different sets of practices. They had to run two different mm-hmm. styles of offense. And they had to prepare for 11 weeks with Jacoby Brissett where you're not so concerned about that. So, yeah, was he there? Yes. Were they practicing? Yes, of course. But they also were practicing to play 11 weeks a different style of offense. So, yeah, I think you're 100% right, Andrew. They've got you, you gotta, You've got to prepare to play that style and these guys have got to be better about staying with the play until the play is over. Because I know a lot of people, you brought up the play, Jake, where where Watson threw it to Conklin. People were killing him on Twitter, especially because he was having such a bad first half. People right. were killing him on Twitter. I watched that play and I think, Jesus, this guy just ran around for like 15 yep. seconds, desperately trying to make one thing happen. And finally, I'm looking at Jed standing over there picking his nose on the other side of the field while Deshaun is just running around everywhere trying to make something happen. He just threw it to the first guy he saw. I mean, like, yeah. I didn't want to kill him for that play. It's just, yeah. it is what it well, is. Yeah, it was he, wide probably open. Wasn't expecting, he probably wasn't expecting his right <laughs> tackle to standing over on the he sideline either. <laughs> right. Jack, why is, you know, Jack Conklin is, is two yards off the sideline. It's like, that's where a tight end should be standing, not a right tackle. Right. He probably just thought it was a. You better get a receiving end. grade from Pro Football yeah. Focus this yeah. week. I mean, he like yeah he I he I know either way it's a penalty right either if it hits him or if he catches it you might as well just catch it and run with it have a little fun yeah they do um, need to train their brains though like they, yes. they need to train yep. themselves that with Deshaun he took Ooh. some hits in the pocket and bounced off really and kept did. going like that was extremely impressive stuff like yeah. to me. They need to understand that if you don't play through the whistle anymore, it's an absolute failure. And um, yep. I feel like we've been saying that all year. I cannot imagine for as smart as uh, Callahan is that he's not saying the exact same things, but it's still frustrating to watch guys go, you know, run a rep and then 
just stand, stand, look confused, like seek out some work, man. Seek out Mm -hmm. some work because you have one of the gifted play extenders in the league now, and you need to retrain your thought process. You know, this shouldn't have to retrain their thought process to play through the whistle. You know, I've seen Mitchell Schwartz comment on this several times regarding the Browns, but, but, uh, you know, here we are. They, they they need to be better there, though, because there can be some special plays that he's able to make. You're right, Mike, with your with your angle there. I'm, I'm totally with it. I think Deshaun, too, could find a better balance of, hey, I could probably just chuck this out of bounds and live yeah. to fight another down, too. So hopefully yeah. he'll, as he gets continues to get more exposed and all of that that comes with this offense, he'll just get better at living to fight another down, too. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I thought one of the interesting things was to see, especially in the second half when they started to have some success, how emotional in a, in a you know, sort of a joyous, jubilant way that Watson was with mm-hmm. with hitting those, those plays and, and kind of having a little bit of fun. Um, I, I think it, it I think that to me, that tells me that, that reaction, the strength of that reaction tells me the amount of pressure that he's feeling, um, you know, to your point, Jake, in the first half to try and make something happen. Because, you know, I, I, you know, these guys know what is being said about them. Right. And so he knows the $230 million number that gets thrown around anytime he does anything wrong. Right. All of the pressure that's on the team, the fact that they lost a home game last week to the Saints. And, you know, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But, you know, it, 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 I think it was very clear that it was weighing on him pressure wise. And so I think him getting excited to be able to do something you know, kind of contributed to that emotion in the out in the, in the second half. Uh, Brad, I, I want to kind of change gears a little bit and ask you a, a, a hypothetical question that I was wondering um, watching the second half, especially if, if Browns fans were in the situation that commanders fans were in right now and our head coach went back to Carson Wentz <laughs> after where they have been this season. And he came out and put on that performance. I mean, just, I, I, I am so I don't. The franchise itself, the Washington franchise, is one of the one of the grossest franchises in sports. Uh, but the fans, you know, the, the long-suffering fans, I, I can't imagine what it has to feel like 
to to and not only to see Wentz go out there, but then to not at any point see Tyler Heineke come back into the game. Yeah, I mean, I would have been upset going away from Heineke in the first place. Like I, right. you know, I mean, he got you there. There, there's no for me. There was no reason to go to Wentz at this point, and uh, all they have to do uh, is win their uh, last two games. That's amazing, Brad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, f- five, three, and one under Heineke, and uh, right. you know, uh, they go back to Wentz, and oh. he was not. He was not good. Uh, we, what are you laughing at? I guess I cannot get my head out of what Brown's Twitter would be like. Oh, yeah, it would be a mess. I, I mean, this would have just imagine. I mean, Wentz. Wentz is a un. I mean, the red hair and the. First of all, okay. first of all, hold on. I just want to say this about. I just want to say this about Wentz. When he when they sent him to the Commanders and he had to put on those maroon jerseys with the yeah. red hair, yeah. it's hideous. It's hideous. Uh, it's yeah. hideous. I'm sorry it's, to yeah. all all any you know red haired people out there, gingers. You know, I, I apologize. I'm not oh, trying to be offensive. God. But it's just awful. The commander's uniform with the ginger hair and Wentz throwing up chuck chucks chucking up balls into triple coverage downfield. Uh three three interceptions. I mean it was awful. So I mean he, he looks terrible in the uniform. He looks like a putz. And then uh, on top of that, he was awful. So, you know, and I like Heineke. I think Heineke's got guts, so I would have wanted to stick with him anyway. So yeah, you know I, I mean it would be it would be brutal in Cleveland. It hit me during this game as I was watching it, watching them just roll him back out time after time. After oh, time. my God. It hit me that it's frustrating the level of critique that's quote-unquote analytics guys get versus quote-unquote yep. football guys, yep. right? Because there's Riverboat Ron, big football guy. He's a football right. guy. He is a John Dorsey-level football guy, right? Nobody ever says like, oh, doofus football guy move there because that right. was a doofus football guy move. Uh, but Kevin Stefanski will make a dumb move. He'll be like, ah, analytics guy. Uh, that's what analytics guys will get you. Like, what a dumb football guy bonehead move this was. I have no idea what Ron Rivera is thinking. No idea. You know what Taylor Heineke doesn't have? Playing time red, in this game? Red hair. Red hair. Well, that's red it. Hair. That's what yeah. he doesn't have. Yeah. Brad, and I got to give you kudos. Really I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. That was really, really <laughs> funny. Just unexpected <clears throat> funny. Not that, not yeah. that you're wrong. No, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's an angle. Many it's an angle. Sure. It, it is an angle. It's not a good look on him in, in, in Washington. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I would agree yeah. that the fans probably are like freaking red hair. I mean, they're probably so mad at him. Anyway, that that's an all-time terrible move. Um, yeah. Oh. That, that and, I actually I, think Mike makes a great point, though. That you know, I mean, if you listen to Mark Schlereth today, for we got to talk, those guys, oh, are yeah, so can we bad. please talk about that? They're so, they're so bad. Oh. He said at one point, the <laughs> Redskins, the Redskins, I'm sorry, the commanders, there were so many quotes from him. He said, Yeah, you know what you're doing right here on going for it on fourth down when, when the commanders went for it and failed is you're chasing points, right? Hey, brother, what do you, what is, what are we doing? What's this <laughs> yeah. game? Seriously. We're always chasing points, man. What are you talking about? And he feels like he's so smart when he like goes Analytics on the never had to throw a lock like, on fourth down. God, yeah, what, man? Yeah. yeah, that was all time bad. And, and like they're surprised. Mike, like 
that you could tell when they don't do their homework too, and they're like, no, oh my exactly. god, they're bringing Jacoby Brissett on for fourth and one. Right. What are they doing? Right. Yeah, and this they is do wild. This every time. Yeah, they do it every. Oh, this John time. Johnson signing's been just great for the Cleveland yeah. Browns. Like, yeah. what are you? Career doing? year for Harrison Bryant. Yeah, career <laughs> year. Like, hey, bro, did you guys talk to the coaching staff at all before the game? Did you do any sort of? Okay, none. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So, he did anyways, say that. They did say that. Career year for Harris. They did say that yeah. for Harrison Brown. Yeah. Career year. Like, a couple what? check downs and they're like, whoo. This guy this is hot. Continues. Yeah, that okay, was this, funny. This that, is, that, this that, is unbelievable from Chad. Kano's Klee says, apparently in the post-game press conference, Ron Rivera didn't know they could be eliminated from postseason this week. No way. But no even way. if you so that, didn't know that, what are you doing? All-time football guy right there. If you don't have the benefit of analytics, Mike, you don't know. How, what oh. your record is and what everybody else's record is and how those numbers sometimes match Cause, up. Because technically, guys, a record yeah, is analytics. That is analytics. It, it is yeah. analytics. Right. So, well, one loss uh, record is analytics. There you go. got a tie in there. I want to ban the word analytics from life from here yeah. on out because people yeah. – who, who said that? Somebody said in our Slack channel. Somebody on Twitter says, every time you see the word analytics, replace it with the word information yeah. and then train your brain to think that way. Because that's what it is. If you think Bill Belichick isn't out there using analytics, you're crazy. It's got a t- crazy. terrible root word. But, yeah, anyway, keep going. Mm. Yes, it does. Mm. Yeah. All right. It gets back on track, Andrew. We're out yep. the weed, what, let's, let's see here. Uh, so, like, one other thing I wanted to talk <laughs> about hair. is the Saints lost last week. Now, given that the Dolphins lost to the Patriots. And, um, you know, the, the it, so basically it hinges on what the Jets do against the Seahawks here in the late window. But the, the path, if the Browns had beaten the Saints, uh, uh, really frustratingly, the path to the postseason is, is pretty wide open for them right now. Um, it, because it's unbelievable. They, it, it relies on the Dolphins losing again next week. Bridgewater got hurt. They were down to Skylar Thompson again. Um, the Dolphins and the Jets play each other. So, they're, you know, not, neither of those teams is going to be mailing it in. And 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 the team now that stands to benefit in the same way that the Browns would have benefited is the Steelers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so I, look, Wait, I, the Steelers I, definitely have to beat Baltimore tonight, right? Or whenever correct. they play. Yeah, they have to win. Okay, I didn't know about that. The 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 <coughs> there's a half dozen games from this season that we can sit here and talk about. That if the Browns win that game, they're still in playoff contention. And I know that this is not novel analysis, but it is crazy to me that we're still talking about this. The game on Christmas Eve that they couldn't win against the Saints also uh, is is possibly going to keep them out of the postseason if a, a few more things break their way. And if the Steelers make it with, you know, look, I mean, I, I said earlier, I'm glad we didn't do it at halftime because I would, would have been pretty vocal about the, the head coach being, you know, possibly uh, out the door. But I'll say this. The Steelers still being in playoff contention with Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and and the roster that they have generally, while the Browns are home, is an embarrassment. That and it's a it's a failure. It's a failure of the front office. It's a failure of the coaching staff. It's a failure of the players, and it shouldn't have happened. And it's it it's wild to me that we keep running into these situations where we look back one week ago and say, "Oh man, we should have won that one too." It's a, bad, it's a bad team. It's a bad team. It's, it, the the yeah. team this year was bad from right. the coaching staff to the decisions made last off season to not address some serious weaknesses that they paid for all season long uh, to guys not making plays, uh, right. defensive guys, not making plays, blown coverages, not knowing where to be offensively, not coming through when you needed to just, it was 
bad teams lose games. They find ways to lose games. And even though they're not going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, bad teams find ways to lose games that they should win. They should have won the Chargers yeah. game. They should have beat the Falcons. They should have won the Jets game. They should have won the Saints game. They're, you could go through the list. They found ways to lose all of those games. And so they were just a bad team this year. Sorry, yeah. I, apparently there's pressing matters over here. So I'll yeah, I know, and that's that's fine. That's I okay. appreciate that, Mike. Yeah, I I just wanted to to mention that because I you know I I know that we've harped on it for it feels like two months now, and it and it gets it gets tiring to talk about. But it was very weird to be sitting there watching the Dolphins losing to the Patriots and realizing, oh my goodness, they might be back in that same situation again where they let a winnable game at the end of the year also keep them out of the postseason and it and it's just you know like yeah i mean to mike's point yeah it's a bad team i mean they're seven and nine we know they're a bad team they've you know they've they've clinched a losing record so um Thanks and, a lot, and, Andrew. And, I I was trying to not look at the uh, at the uh, past <laughs> that I tweeted out like a couple of weeks ago on my know, timeline and it's, and it's, because yeah. I was new. I had a feeling with some of these results that maybe that window is open. But you know, now you know you're you're reminding me, and it uh, makes it that much more painful. Listen, guys, this team. Can I just say this? This team would would have made the playoffs. They wouldn't have made a whole lot of noise this year. They're not ready yet. They're a year away. Watson needs more time in the offense. They needed an offseason to kind of tweak some things and make this right. So although they they very much should be in the playoffs and they should have won these games, um, as somebody in the chat said, I'm looking towards 2023 the second yep. half today was super positive as far as Watson looked on the field. And I, and, and I think that with the offseason, a, a change on in the defensive coordinator uh, and some pieces that go with that philosophy as well as some tweaks on the offense, I think this is a very, very competitive team in 23. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you got to remember, too, that they are disappointed as well. But you want to – I mean, I think that the carryover effect is a real thing. We've kind of talked about this how there really isn't much of a carryover year to year, but I actually do think that there is some value to, to carry over production for this. Cause I think a lot of the guys are going to be back and ending yeah. the year in a positive vibe. I do think would be good for them. And Pittsburgh hasn't made the playoffs yet. Even if they win tonight, Cleveland can stop them from making the playoffs. if They beat Absolutely. them. So that's a, that would be a huge positive factor that they could take uh -huh. into an off season of, of like they haven't been four and two in the division since 95 something like that. So they have, they would have a really nice division record. Yeah. Frustrated loss games. They shouldn't have totally. Yeah. To Brad's point, they probably wouldn't have made a bunch of noise in the playoffs, but it would have been nice to be there. But nonetheless, if you can win this game next week, what does that end your season? You would have gone like five and two at the end of the year, which is, I think, I think that's three, right. Yeah. Who, who's the third law? That was the saints. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, th I think that like what I'm getting at is there's some general sure. positives yeah. to take away from the end of the year and yeah. it's like, okay, so if you if you look at this launching into next year, make some changes that we think you got to make. You you stop Pittsburgh from making the playoffs, which would be really, really fun. No, you're right. Um, you're right. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, too, Jake. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I don't know. I think that the, like I, I get it. We're all really bummed out. God, I'm bummed out too. Especially when you see them put that game together today, and you're like, oh god, this is what it could look like. It's in there. Really fun it's to roll. There. Yeah, it'd be really fun to roll this into like. I don't know who's going to be the two seed in the AFC Buffalo and just see what happens, you yeah. know, but like, but like the, the, I think the point is this franchise after the way last off season went in the, in the, in the, in the negative nature of the publicity, and there will still be people that will do it. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. 
but they need to feel good about themselves. And I think that yeah. they need to like these wins, although I, you know, we all have the idea that like, you know, doesn't happen, doesn't carry year to year. But if you want culture changes happen, expecting to win to happen, then it generally needs to start somewhere. And I think you can have a time where you look back and you're like, Oh yeah, they went five and two to end 2022. And look at this, they're seven and three to start 2023. And like, that's the sort of launch point. So I thought today the second half was a real, I think you guys could agree with me. It was a, it was a tipping point. Like it was a mm-hmm. tipping point. If they would have repeated the first half and the second half, I think we could be having some really, really weird conversations. We'd all have uh, shirts there. on. We'd have a lot of shirts on. So the, that's kind of like my point is that they, they, they the lost show have been layered up, layered up, <laughs> layered the hell up. Um, up. But uh, they they responded in a way that's like, okay, if they can do this, yep. then they can they can put some of these together. This is how this team becomes a winning organization. And you've started to feel, I don't know how you guys felt, but it's like, Oh, that's what Deshaun Watson can do. That's what it can look yeah. like when it when it turns right. So, um, yeah, I think there's no reason to not feel, and I'm not saying you guys were doing this and to make that clear, but we should there should be some really positive vibes. And I think it's a mini victory to go and knock Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. Like that would be really cool to do that well, in their house, knock them out of the playoffs. And I love that so. point that it's got to start somewhere because that's that's the thing. We t- Brad, you and I talked about it with Fred. I think he made the point on the Monday rewind last week. Take a team like Pittsburgh. It's hard for them to be really bad because right. of the culture, because of everything that they have put into that organization over the course of two decades. It's hard for they they have a tear down year this year. Not fully. There's still good players over there, but this was not supposed to be anywhere near a halfway decent Pittsburgh Steelers team. And it's still hard for them to be bad because they've built it into their foundation. And the Browns have built being bad into their foundation. And it's hard for them to break out of it. And it's got to start somewhere. And you could say we thought it started in 2020 or whatever. But this iteration, it's got to start somewhere. And this this could be good. And, and guys, we haven't even talked about it. Spent a lot of time talking about Deshaun Watson and, uh, you know, the offense and how it turned around. But defensively, I still want Joe Woods gone. That doesn't change. I still think he is gone at the end of the year. That doesn't change. But look at the plays. Some of these dudes were out here. Grant Delpit, man, had himself a ball game. Green Delpit has had himself a heck of a second half of the season. Yeah. Like, like he is coming on very strong, and, and I think there's a lot to feel good about about the way Delpit has played these past few weeks. And it's for me, it's not just the fact that it was Carson Wentz throwing errant passes and Delpit having two interceptions and all. But Delpit had what a tackle for a loss. He's sure he is a sure tackler. I know he missed one big one that he should have made. But like, hey, he played a good game. You got uh, Raglan out there at, at at linebacker, just out of nowhere, playing pretty well. You got Greg Newsom out there making tackles. We were all questioning whether Greg Newsom knew how to tackle uh, for a good cor- course of the season. Like the guys went out and played. You had a Denzel Ward interception. These guys came out and played really well on the defensive side of the ball too. And again, it wasn't just like I, I like looking at it on going into this offseason on the individual level. These guys make good individual plays. Uh, that that gets me excited too because like a guy like Grant Delpit, if that's just one less thing you got to cross off, that would be great. If Grant Delpit's kind of figuring it out, that would be phenomenal. And and you see the talent that he brings. Uh, so yeah, like we haven't even we haven't even really discussed that. It was it's I, I loved watching that defensive side of the ball play except for the the two hour long drive to end the first half. That was amazing. That was. I mean, kudos to anybody who can go 20 plays. That was impressive. Um, to your point there, um, 
uh, is kind of looking forward. I'll let Brad, if you're piggybacking on the defense, I have something on the offense. So if you've got defensive thoughts, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say that we, you know, a weird stat that I thought of when they were doing that is they lead the league in uh, time of possession, and the Browns are second in the league in time of possession. So uh, that drive is not that far out of character for them. Yeah, good point. Uh, what was the time of possession today? Let's look at that. Um, actually, well, Cleveland was only – yeah, second quarter was 11 minutes to four. Um, yeah, it ended up being 33 for Washington, 26 for Cleveland. So, I mean, it was tilted, but but uh, Cleveland goes 5.7 yards per play to 3.8 for Washington. So that makes a big difference. Anyway, Nick Chubb's still alive for the rushing title. He goes for Let's over go. 100 today. He's at like 1450. Um, that passes Derrick Henry. He'll 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 be cha- – I think Josh Jacobs came into this game with like 1530. It's going to be tough to catch him, but he only has – it's under 100 yards quarter today yeah so it's got a shot got to rush really well not easy to run the ball really well in pittsburgh as we know but it's cool to chase it so i'm sure they'll be they'll be uh pursuing that you're looking for little victories right we last week of the season and all that stuff so um i actually do hope pittsburgh beats tyler huntley in baltimore because i would love to have that be a showdown to knock them out of the playoffs i really think that'd be fun so um yeah we'll see if they they work that out but uh, otherwise stats wise for today if you guys want to hear some of those um Watson ends up going nine of 18. Doesn't feel like he threw more than 18 times. I think yeah, he dropped back yes. like 24, 25. He got sacked. He got sacked four times, but he goes nine of 18, 169, three touchdowns. Nick runs 14 times for 104. Watson eight times for 31, including 22 fourth quarter rush yards, which is awesome. I think we would all agree with that. Yes. Um, Ford runs five times for nine yards. Kareem Hunt gets two carries for zero. Cooper catches uh, four leading target guy with four targets, three catches, 105, and two touchdowns. Um, David and Joku one for 21. Harrison Bryant two for 19. Career Peoples Jones one yeah, career career <laughs> game one for 13 and a touchdown. Nick Chubb one for 12. Um, defensively, Tony Fields nine tackles. Miles Garrett eight in a sack and a half. Chase Winovich with a sack. Taven Bryant had the other half of that Miles Garrett sack. And then on the other side, Carson Wentz, 16 of 28, 143, three interceptions. I would imagine that's the last snap he'll ever take in Washington. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Coach Coach doesn't know uh, what day of the week it is, apparently, or if they're eliminated <laughs> or not. And I like Ron Rivera, but I can't believe that's a real quote. Um, that, that is a hard, hard look for him. Very hard. Um, you better get layered up. Um, <laughs> Brian Robinson goes 24 for 87. Um I don't know. What was the name of the Williams ball carrier they have? He had Jonathan, nine for 30. Jonathan Williams. Okay, fair I enough. Nine, nine for 30 for him. Terry McLaurin had one. Did he have a reverse or a fly sweep? Or how did that, How did he get 12 yards? It must yeah, they, yeah. I, I think it was what? I think it was early in the third quarter. Logan Thomas, six for 56. Jahan Dotson, three for 37. They held Terry McLaurin to two for 25. That's a nice day. Mm-hmm. Curtis... Um, um, Chris Sims, Curtis Samuel, both one catch a piece, 16 for Sims, six for Samuel. Yeah. I mean, to hold dots and McLaurin and Samuel to like 65 yards combined. We talked about that in our pregame show, Brad, they did a great job defending deep throws in this yep. one. Um, Jamin Davis still such an awesome name, Jamin, uh, nine tackles for him. And then, um, two sacks for Dayron Payne. I, I got to stop with the Dayron Payne stuff. They're not, he's not getting out of Washington. They don't have a quarterback. They're paying. They're going to franchise tag him. He's not getting out of there flat out. Um, he had two two sacks in this one. Mayo had a sack. Um, he had a I think it was a Hellman sack. Uh, Montez Sweat with one sack. Wow. Two Hill, sub great name. Two Hill, 
two. He made some nice plays. One set. Yeah. A lot of effort. Yeah. Big hustle guy. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> big hustle guy. Real hustle yeah. guy. Big money. Um, big he's got, guy's got a V8. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's it. Grand Delpit, two picks. The, the Denzel Ward had a nice interception there early in the game. That is just about it. I guess we can look at total stats. 17 first down, 16 for Cleveland, 17 Washington. Third downs, 7 for 16 for Washington, 4 for 11 for Cleveland. Total net yards, 301 to 260. That's a great job keeping them under 300 on 68 plays. Um, net rushing, 146 for Cleveland, 136 for Washington. Net passing, 155, 124. Penalties, 3 for Cleveland, 5 for Washington. Undisciplined football, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, three turnovers. And then um, – yeah, I think that covers it all. So, so again, that second half flip is is uh, remarkable. Really nice to see job. no sack, no sacks in the second half. Yes, very clean. Got sacked four game. times in the first half. Should have been like six, and yep. nothing in the second half. Got you. Got to like that. Yeah, yep. for sure. I think it was a great point earlier, but I, I can't scroll up and find it. But you know, the the person in chat that reminded us that Jonathan Allen left at the half. I think that that obviously played a role in the way that they were able to protect. The offense did adjust. They were able to make some plays that. Uh, they were not making in the first half. And I think, you know, to your point, Jake, it really does feel like a, a, a sort of a turning point for the the Watson era with the Browns, um, because I think there were, as you said, some pretty serious questions that were going to be asked if they were going to throw for under 100 yards passing when the commanders had two of their better defensive backs out for this game. So um, it, it was a it was a turnaround. And I think there's some positive momentum to take in the next week in Pittsburgh doesn't really matter what the record is. The Browns need to go into Pittsburgh to beat the Steelers, right? Let's I mean, I, I, even better if it ruins a playoff berth for the Steelers. But either yeah. way, go to Pittsburgh, beat the Steelers, go 4-2 and two in the division. As Jake said before, finish the year 5-2. and two. You can start to tell yourself a story about what the beginning of next year looks like. And I think that's the task ahead of the Browns. And then we'll be right into the offseason. Go ahead, Jake. I, I will say, too, you know, a lot of us are concerned and we've questioned effort a lot this year. I think that it's been fair at times. Yep. Clowney playing, Cooper fighting through injury. They could have had a lot of guys shut this down, and that would have yep. been fine, right? Like, yep. you can yeah, you tell Mark Cooper yep. is struggling. Like, you can see it in his yeah. face sometimes. Like, but they're out there fighting. I think that there is a knowledge among them that they're fighting for their coach's job. I really think they know that um, deep down. I think I think that we just need to give them credit as a group of yep. players for pushing through through the end of the year here. And I think that what we're talking about here, it's very possible they see it too, that we have to start this somewhere. Yeah, it sucks that the freezing weather game didn't work out. It really does. We should have won it. But they've been doing some nice things. And if they go into Pittsburgh, a team that is full board ahead trying to make the playoffs, that would speak – I mean, 6-2 and to end the year is a real end of the season. Like, that's (laughs) some great stuff to carry into the next year. And I just think that we – you know, I get where we were at at halftime, and we're all nervous about the offense because above all else, we we think that we think we can fix the defense, get a new DC, blah blah. We know if Kevin's here, we're stuck. Like this is it. Like this, there is no just fixing this off. So they have to play better, and they they put that on paper and into in into film, and it's like okay. So if they go into Pittsburgh next week and they continue to have everybody playing and playing hard, I think that's a commendable thing for a situation for a lot of guys cash and checks could have just said, I'm done for the year. So, um, you know, I think there's some kudos for that. I I would say. Great. Good point. I think it's a great point. Uh, We're definitely always quick to, to blame the coach when the team plays, as, as you said earlier, Jake undisciplined, or if they show a lack of effort, it goes right to the head coach. Uh, So it's, it's only fair to give them credit for, for showing up in those ways in a game that, as we have mentioned a few times, did not mean really anything to the Browns, but they came away with a 24-10 win. 
Uh, we covered it here uh, live. We will cover it all week on the OBR, both in written form and uh, video podcast form, uh, starting tomorrow night with the Monday Rewind. Mike will be there for that uh, with uh, a host of characters. Tuesday night, we've got Chalk Talk and Garage Beers back-to-back. Wednesday night, OBR Weekly. And then Thursday, I will uh, preview the Steelers game. Uh, and like I said, hopefully they can finish the season strong with a win in Pittsburgh. For Jake Burns, for Brad Ward, for Mike Keefe, I'm Andrew Spade. Thank you for joining us. Check us out all week on the OBR uh, in both forms. And uh, we will see you again next week for the Browns regular season finale. Until then, go Browns. We still have people with red hair. You're still cool with us. Just not Carson Wentz. Just not Carson Wentz in Maryland. That was was personal to Carson. Andy Andy Dalton, too. We'll let Andy Dalton. Oh, good point. Yeah, and Sam Darnold kind of looks pretty dumb. Okay, yeah, we're out on people. All people with red hair. Even the villain from The Incredibles. Right. Unless you yeah. like the OBR, then you're cool. Right. Then you're cool. Yep. Go Browns. As long as you don't play quarterback in the NFL. Okay, go Browns. <laughs> okay, okay, but go Browns. <laughs> yeah, but go Browns. <laughs>